Previously, on Realms of Nerds, The Return of Ornon. I see that you recognized my forge there. I am, of course, Moradin. And all of a sudden you hear a clang, and you turn and look at the anvil, and suddenly, sitting on top of it, there is a helmet. Keep this as a symbol of your devotion to me. Thank you, sir. The new helmet's gonna be a plus two. One of the pillars in the throne room has crumbled, revealing that uh, up above where it was was some sort of a secret passageway. One of the labs, you find a uh, long wooden staff um, that looks very similar to the one Ramash has, and it has runes carved all over it. Hey, that's a uh, that's a nice looking staff. Um, just gonna pick it up, throw it on his back. Sibo was on the ground floor, and he is going to attempt to go back up, find like a window or something, and find somewhere he can sneak out of this temple. Our intelligence indicates that the temple at the center of the city is the main basis for life here. Uh, If we can take that part, not only will we have good avenues into the rest of the city, but I believe they may surrender at that point. Zemo. Hey guys, you missed me? Where the fuck have you been? Oh, it's a long story. Right now, we really need to take this temple, what? or else literally hell will break whoa, whoa, loose. Whoa, 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 whoa. If, if this is the truth <laughs> and there really is a portal, we can waste no more time. This could spell doom for the world. I did some scouting. They have a large presence on top of the temple, and they have small scouts set up across the temple on the balconies. Uh, so we're going to need a, a pretty large archer uh, company to be on the roof surrounding the temple if we want to stand a chance. I understand. Join my men. Assist them in setting up positions. Alright, Joshimi and uh, Brunhilda, you can see that the guards are starting to move in towards the castle. Are you uh, Are you running or are you guys turning to fight them? Alright, boys. Nobody lives forever. First things first, one of them's going after Brunhilda. And Brunhilda gets hit for seven points of damage. As Brunhilda exhales her last breath, Throughout the entire city of Bloodvarin, there is a loud, resounding sound of a hammer slamming against an anvil as a final send-off from her god Moradin. As far as uh, stats go, for everybody, um, I guess all living characters, except for Josh and me, roll for a, uh, a short rest health recovery, because you guys spent a couple minutes getting everything prepped for the fight, so that counts as a short rest. Alright, I'm Dice back roll. up at 16, baby. I'm at full health. I might live through <laughs> half a hit. Okay, here we go. So, uh... Let's actually, let's start with Sibo, uh, I guess. Where are you going to direct the troops that went up on the roof with you to position? Uh, so I believe I explained it in the 
last episode, but I had told them about the balcony situation. Everything right. Sibu knew about that. You know, the number of men he saw up there, how frequent they were. Uh, so he kind of positioned them so that as they're moving their way up, they're going to be close enough that they're going to have, you know, a chance to get a shot off on them before they can get a shot off at them on the ground. That kind of makes sense. So move on the ground to the point where they can dip into some buildings and get up on the roofs and have cover. Okay. Or like they were actually, they were already on the roofs. So they just move up, fucking get towards the temple, take out the archers on top. Okay. Ground troops. So are you concentrating them together or are you kind of uh, spreading Uh, them out more? I mean, with archers, it's better to have them dispersed, especially in this scenario. Right. So just kind of like the whole like sort of six district there, just sort of like along the rooftops there. Right. I mean, at this point, I think the herd's been kind of thinned out. So the people that are there probably are a bit more competent, especially on their own if they survived this far. Yeah. Or lucky. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So you have all of your troops set up there. For Ramash and Mikhail, the plan is still just to march right up the main road, correct? 10-4, good buddy. Yep. Okay, so uh, as you kind of come around, uh, sort of approaching the last bend before you can get into, like, if you're looking at your map here, there's kind of that, you come around that 90-degree turn, and then there's sort of a 30-degree angle kind of at the end of the road that opens out into the courtyard. And so we're about to enter the courtyard. So at, you're coming up close to that bend, and you can see that some troops have amassed kind of right at the exit to the road. Right in front of the temple? Yeah, like right at where the road is going to exit to meet the temple. What kind of uh, assembling do they have? Are they kind of panicked, or do they are they kind of organized, and do they have commanders and armor? Can I do a perception check? Yeah, go ahead. Probably should just start with that. Yeah. You can ask the question and then roll the dice. It's fine. I was going to make them roll either way, so... 15? Okay. These troops do not seem to be panicked. Obviously, they are now mounting a defense in the center of their city, so they're not exactly overly confident, but I would not say that you sense a great deal of panic in them. The informations? Uh, yes, they're formed up in rows. You can tell uh, there are some commanders interspersed in them that are... Getting everybody into, you know, kind of like whipped up into these lines to mount a suitable defense. And um, you can tell that they've angled themselves so that their backs are fully to the temple. Like how closely to the temple? Like right up against the outside, like guarding it or? No, they've come up. uh, The first lines are pretty near the where the road exits into the courtyard, so they're a decent way away from the temple. They just have their backs to it. Well, how many does it look like it is? It, like You're coming around the corner, so you can't see the full force, but okay. um, several hundred you can see already. How many of us were there again? There's a couple thousand, I believe. You're still, like, several thousand strong at this point. Sure, we got this. Um, you still got a good, a good force. Come on, we can take them. That's easy math to me. So, uh, are you guys gonna do any, uh, flanking maneuvers, or are you just smashing it? Well, Smash. looking at the map, doesn't look like there's many... I'd prefer flanking maneuvers. Because you guys have, Minimalized remember... loss. 
Remember, you guys do have um, several commanders with troops under your direct control. So even if, uh, you know, Michael's doing his thing, you can choose to take your troops in another direction. Our formation should be shielded, heavy troops to the front, archers to the back. The archers are on the roof. Yeah, archers on the roof. We don't have to worry about protecting them too much. Yeah. All we gotta worry about is trying to... Break a hole through these guys. Cavalry behind the heavy mounted, well, the heavy troops. We have cavalry. That's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering now. Yeah. Do we have cavalry? Limited. You do have some mounted soldiers. Um, not a huge amount, right. especially since uh, from it, you know, from its inception, this was planned as a an assault on a city, and so they. They didn't really plan to have large scale cavalry in the fight, just in general. So, all right, can I do a perception check of the temple to see if the main entrance is the only way in? Yeah, you can't really. From where you are, you can't really see a whole lot of the temple. You can see basically like the western wall of it. Like you can see that kind of western corner, and that's about it. What you think, it, Mikael? I say that. We take our time with this, and we will have minimal loss. Or we can wait for the dragon to come roast us. I think it'd be better to try and wipe out some of their forces before the dragon arrives, so we can turn our attention to it. Exactly. Set up a defensible position in the temple if we can take it quickly, yes? Agreed. Alright. We gotta get inside. Straightforward it is. Okay. Can't spell slaughter without laughter. Oh, good. Let the slaughter begin. Okay. Uh, Alright, so you guys are charging forward, and uh, the two forces have now met and engaged in battle. And we are going to jump over real quick to Joshmi. I think it was this way. Was it the other way? I, 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 how did we get... How did we get back to the portal thingy? Uh, despite Josh and me not knowing where he's going, Sage and the rest of them do. And, uh, you guys quickly have maneuvered back to the main throne room and are now standing pretty near the spot where you started off, actually. I mean, there's only one way to go, to the portal. We away. I think that perhaps we should take the the hole that you snuck in through, Josh and me. That's a pretty smart idea. Why didn't I think of that? Unless I did. Let's let's do that. We she, do that. <laughs> hey, DM, did he think of that? <laughs> Was that my idea? I don't remember. Let me pray to my god first. Dear coin. <laughs> <laughs> the almighty capitalism. He, he, he's talking <laughs> to me. Heads it, heads it was my idea. Capitalism was my incorporated. Idea. Are you there? <laughs> it's Josh and me called. <laughs> I make my own luck. Okay, as uh, the first few people start filing down into this hole in the ground, um, the doors of the throne room burst open and a large group of elite drow warriors is uh, charging towards you. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, Josh is gonna, like, try and get Brunilda's body through this hole as fast as his little legs can. Okay. Uh, I need you to strength check. Six. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, you pull and you are uh, not able to move her body very far. Can I get a little help over here? And these uh, soldiers are about 50 feet away right now and they're closing. Can they even see us if we're down in this hole? You're still on the, you're climbing in the hole right now. Oh, I thought that was after we started, like some of them are still up. So, some of them All right, but we're still were in the hole. hole. You are still, some people had already gone down the hole. You're still standing in the throne room right well, now. Well, hey, why, why would he not go first? Just because you didn't. When has Josh me ever led the way anywhere? <sighs> when the way is the way out. <laughs> Alright, we gotta get it down into this hole. We gotta do it fast. Come on, come on, come on, help me. I'm not, I'm a little dwarf dude. I need help. Alright, Sage c- Sage comes over to help you. Go ahead and roll again. 16. Okay. Yeah, the combined strength of the two of you, you were able to uh, pull her body uh, into the hole. Okay, while we continue, like, going through the hole, carrying her, uh, Joshmi is gonna quick get out one of his uh, dagger and hold it between his teeth so that way he can use both arms to carry her, but just in case the uh, drows catch up. Okay. That's uh, that's quite a visual. He's thinking creatively, <laughs> which is very got to be ready for the point of inspiration. <laughs> I got got to be ready for the combat that's coming because you definitely are going to make combat happen in this tunnel. All right, uh, yeah. So you're dragging her body as fast as you can. Um, a few of these soldiers have climbed down in after you and are chasing you. Boy, we should have sure had some troops be on the other side to like fend them off. Josh, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know if we can make it. I think we can do it. We All might, right. we might need to leave her. Her life depends on it. She's already dead. Or we could throw her in the gelatinous goop that your king's in. I, he wasn't dead when they. Uh, yeah, but they, the uh, elf boy was, and we chucked him in there. I, I. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's even going to work. <sighs> Listen, if you if you think that we should just leave her, <sighs> you don't have to help. But I'm going to make sure to try and get her back. If if we don't leave her, I don't know if any of us will make it. <sighs> then just go. All right. Well, she's uh, she's gonna keep helping you pull for now. But these uh, these soldiers are getting really close. Uh, so what are you gonna do? Are you just gonna keep pulling on her? Or? Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, he's gonna try and get her back to the goop. Okay. Well, so the soldiers have reached you now. Um. Uh, that's gonna be twenty-one against AC. Definitely gonna hit. I'm not He-Man or anything. I have the power. Uh, so that's gonna be six points of piercing damage and eleven points of poison damage for a total of seventeen. Okay, these soldiers make a valid point. Maybe we should just they'll make a, give her a good eulogy at a funeral. So Joshmi's gonna uh, he's break saying, off an arm, take uh, something with you. <laughs> We're gonna. Take the armor. Okay, well while you're doing that, uh he actually gets another attack. He's gonna make an attack on Sage as well. He actually rolled an eleven on that attack, so he's gonna miss on that. 
Does Brunhilde still have her gear on her? Yes. Yeah. We're going to use her as a shield. Nobody has looted her corpse to this <laughs> point. Uh-oh. So Joshmi is going to, uh, he's going to take her hammer and helmet. Okay. Um, I need you to do... Blade of hand? Survival? Sleight of hand against the Sleight of hand on a dead body? No, I'm going to say dexterity, just -hmm. because rounds of combat are pretty short, and you're going to need to be pretty quick. Isn't sleight of hand, like, stealing? Oh, I guess sleight of hand is a dex check. So we'll just do it as a dex check, though I don't need a sleight of hand, necessarily. I'll break all your fingers! Eight. Okay. I think with an eight... You are able to slip her helmet off, but you can't get the uh, hammer out of the, like, loop where she held it on her belt. He gonna put that helm on as fast as his self can. Okay. And with that, Sage is going to chuck a smoke bomb and uh, obscure the tunnel with smoke. And then she grabs you by the hand, says, we need to go now. What the hammer? I want the hammer. Fine. So, we're gonna leave, I guess. I mean, if you want to try and go back for the hammer... Nah. He probably can't take another hit like that. You, I would say you did take 17 hit points of damage on that hit, so... What's my new AC with this helmet on, by the way? Uh... Yeah, it's plus two. Oh, yeet! What does that put you at? Thirteen. Mmm. That's it? One spicy, healthy boy. You're still three under me. It's going to be interesting. I have 16 as my armor flat. Also, you have an unbelievable horror whispering into your ear now. Not really. Well, I'm not going to say what... I'm just... All I'm going to say is you're now wearing the helm of a deity you don't believe in, so... Oh, God. Ha! He's going to... Whatever <laughs> keeps his head intact for him to run out. Okay. He's so like, hell, Morden. Hell! <laughs> what? Why did I fucking say that? What the hell? So, um... Do you do you take a look back or you just, do you just run? If I look back, that's gonna slow me down. Okay, we're gonna run. So, without a final look towards his fallen companion, Joshimi turns and runs with Sage uh, to make it out of this tunnel, leaving the body of Brunhilde buried deep underneath the castle of Bloodvarin to lay for all of eternity. As they're running, Joshimi's. I mean, at least she's technically buried, so we got that part done. Gotta get that hammer sound right there. Actually, we already had the hammer, remember? Like, like, rung out. But, like, it's a real light. As Joshimi and Sage near the end of the tunnel, they do hear the sound of hammers, but not the ringing hammer that they heard before, but a dull thudding noise. And as you reach the end of this tunnel, you realize that the the first soldiers that came out have begun breaking free the supports at the end of the tunnel. And uh, you know what? Just to make this spicy, how about a dex save from you, old Joshmi? That's a critical fail. <laughs> Fucking plus six dexterity. I was over here going critical. Oh my god. <laughs> What'd you get? Seven! Nope. Lost your, uh, uh. You lost your second character there, boy. <laughs> Probably did. Okay. Um, He's poisoned, about to be trapped. 
Josh and me, you uh, don't you uh, kind of trip a little bit as they're taking out these last supports, and you get hit by some of the rubble. Uh, you are going to take ooh six points of bludgeoning damage, and you lose the knife that you had between your teeth. Oh, you you thought he still had that between his teeth? You didn't say that he didn't, so. <laughs> That's the fucking stupidest thing I, as a human being, have heard on this podcast. He put on a helmet. You know what? That's fine. He put on a helmet, but kept the knife between his teeth. Yeah. I mean, yes. Alright, yeah. when, 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 when he put the helmet on, he had the knife blade going this way. <laughs> Listen. That's fine, though. The knife was a knife. He lost it once, and now he's got short swords anyway. Well, you've lost, you've lost it. You've lost your set of your grandfather's favorite knives. Yeah. <laughs> it was knife? your your grandpappy's pocket knife. Oh, he's a liar. Well, he's, here, that's not true. It was a knife or it was your life, bud, so. Yup. All right. So you've now ma- made it out. Let's uh, let's jump to Sibo. You have seen the troops on the ground have just begun to engage. Okay. And uh, you have command of the archers. What are you doing? Same thing as before. Well, you just would put them in. Posi- you would just put them into position before. Yeah, you had I mean, done like anything. as as they start engaging. So are you concentrating? We're, we're, we're taking shots wherever we can get them. If that's at the archers on the temple, if that is at the troops on the ground. You know. Okay. Are you in particular didn't do anything, or are you just telling your troops um, to fire? She was gonna make his way towards that point that kind of is made by that road, right? So, as he's on the rooftops, he's going to concentrate on the temple. Uh, but as he gets closer to the the edge, when he can start seeing over, he's going to get some shots out in the ground towards um, these people that are assaulting the ground troops. Okay. Let's just go ahead and roll um, plus your charisma. It's great. Fail. Well, I'm not all of your archers are shit shots, and uh, they they barely they barely hit now? anything. In fact, I think you maybe even hit some of your own guys on accident as your archers <laughs> are firing. For me, Kyle and Ramash, Yo. suddenly you hear a supernatural roar, <laughs> and from near the back of where the enemy troops are, you see that a group of mages has been hard at work and have now released towards you a large metal-plated bowl, which you recognize as a gorgon. Mm. And it is charged... in the torture device or an actual live Actual monster. live gorgon. Actual live gorgon, and it is charging towards you. Gorgons are the ones we're not supposed to look at, right? You can look at it. I thought Gorgons were the things that rolled around in balls and lived on the mountain in Legend of Zelda. Goron. Goron. There Goron. we go. That's right. It's been so long. Oh, we could use a Goron right now. No, um... You said it's covered in metal? Yes. Bowl like covered in metal. Um, toro, Toro. I'm thinking more of a Minotaur. Ole, ole. Nope. Straight up cow. Huh. <laughs> well, it's about to get fucked if I That's do this right. That's what your said. Come on, magic. Daddy needs a nat 20. All right. 
Ramash, is it resistant resistant to pretty much all kinds of damage? I don't know. How about we find out? You have to find out. It's covered in metal, so I mean. Do your your paladin trick again. Paladin? (laughs) Paladin trick? I'm a druid. Yeah, I know. What you be talking about? Oh, you're the talking bank. about me, like, layering oh, up my attacks yeah. against what the paladin. What do you think paladin. I'm thinking of? The paladin trick. About how yeah. far away from me is it? Um, heated up the metal of that dude's armor. Oh! The dude was a paladin. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Very but I've got to be... i got to get Google. It is... Metal conduct heat. The Gorgon is about 100 feet away from you and is closing quickly. Okay, uh, once it's within 60 feet of me... Ramash is going to cast Heat Metal on it. Okay. I choose a metal object, such as a suit of armor or whatever, that I can see within range. I cause it to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with it takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast a spell. And until the spell ends, I can use a bonus action on each of my turns to cause this damage again. And there's other stuff about them dropping it if they can drop it, but it's armor, so they can't drop it, so Unless he can. Armor. Strip some, naked! Some, some dude would have to go up there and rip it off the bone. And then he'd be burned. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to try to cast a heat metal on it when it's within 60 feet of me. Because that's my range. So, that would be a... You said it's, what, 100 feet away? Yeah. And it's, run, it's closing fast, so... I'm charging straight out of the city. Ramash is mm-hmm. preparing himself right. for the worst. Do I have an opportunity to attack with my longbow? Uh, yeah, I think both of you have opportunity to make your attacks before it reaches you, because you definitely see it coming. Um, yeah, I gotta do, um, a magic roll, don't I? See if it works. I mark it with yeah. Hunter's Mark. I draw my longbow. That is 18 against uh, AC. That does not hit. Okay. Oh, shit. So then I use extra attack, and I am going to fire another arrow. That's a 13, so that's probably not cool. Nope. Okay, Ramash. Okay, here we go. That was a three. Okay. Hold a motherfucking three. I'm going to die by my own hand. There goes my last second one of those spell slots, so I can't cast heat metal. So what happens with that is um, instead of directing where you want it to, it actually just explodes in a circle all around you. And everyone within a 10-foot radius of you that's wearing metal is going to take 1d8 of damage. Well, good thing I don't wear metal. So I guess uh, go ahead and roll a d8. (laughs) Yes! Good thing I don't wear metal. Well, you only take three fire damage, so... I didn't kill anyone, unfortunately. Actually, Jeff over there was very injured. He's dead now. Fuck Jeff! You want fuck Jeff? I never liked Jeff to begin with. He's always ridiculing me. I was there except for old Jerry, who was over there on his like last leg, last leg of old age. Hard so no, dead yet? Lowering over the years. Sibo. Yeah. Could you do a perception check for me? Oh, sure thing. Perceive how many of your guys got shot with your own arrows. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. That's. Oh. That's thirty. 
Shark. Is that highest roll? Yes. Has anyone ever got rolled a thirty before? What? Can't fucking you say What did you hand? roll as your base number? Uh, so my oh wait, how was no, your modifier? How the fuck did you get twelve? What? Or more? Eighteen. Mm-hmm. How do you plus get 12? plus twelve? Six. And I got double proficiency bonus, which is another six. Proficiency yeah, is three. Yeah. So you have, you're telling me you have double proficiency and then you double that? No. I'm confused. My number? This isn't some Lego game modifier. It doesn't. However, <laughs> <laughs> we want to do it, man. 20 something. I rolled an 18. He has God vision. Yes, I do. I can see and at last I see the light. Let me just blink here and turn on the (laughs) augmented reality vision. (laughs) It's like predator mode for Batman plus the actual predator. So let me just turn on my 4K vision. (laughs) Reality lenses. With your eagle eye perception, you see this Gorgon charging your friends and you have an opportunity to do something. Oh boy, okay. He does uh, the floss. <laughs> how far away is it? From where Sibu is, how far away is the uh, Gorgon? Make me pull out my Pythagorean theorem here and shit. Um, oh, <coughs> I tried to use it before y'all were just like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, you're like three stories up and he's probably... Well, so you're... I don't know, let's call it... I don't know, let's call it like 90 feet. Alright, I'll use my short bow. And I'll, uh, take a shot. Okay. But first, with the monocle, you say that Sibo can see through anything that is less than a foot thick and not stone. And this is not stone. So can he perceive where the armor's weakest? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you really even need, like, a monocle for that i mean it has armor plating that's moving so like wherever there's gaps in the plating joints. Okay. he aims for the joint what kind of <laughs> neck joint there would be okay is twenty fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen is not gonna hit him yeah twang okay so with his movement speed, he is now 60 feet away from those of you on the ground. Well. So I guess at this well. point, since we did that, um, I suppose we should roll like an actual combat order. Since right. this has now kind of officially become a combat situation. How many of us are present there? Ooh. Uh, three. Okay, here. Everybody who's alive but Josh. It's... Yeah, it's Mikael and uh, Ramash on the ground, and then Sibo is up above, but I'm assuming he's going to help you out. Thirteen. Oh, so did I. What's your uh, initiative? Four. You go before me. Okay. Uh, Mikael? Twenty-three. Good. Oh, boy. I think he's first. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. That's fair parts, bud. Okay. Mikael, you're up. So, I still have the bull marked, so I'm going to pull out my longbow, and so, still gonna fire another arrow. Okay. Well, I had plenty of initiative, but that's eight on the attack roll. That will not do it. Sibo! 
Oh, I'm sorry. You have another one? I do have extra. Okay, go ahead. Once I hit level five, it was like permanent. You have extra attack. Wasn't that nice? Well, I mean, that's a 14. Still not going to do it. Sebo. Um, what, what is around Sebo on top of this roof? Is there any kind of um, hole or anything sturdy? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you could. I mean, I don't even make you roll for that. I think you could find something to that's fairly sturdy. All right, Sebo is going to pull from his bag his 150. Or I think I have more than that at this point. I have a hundred. Oh yeah, 150 <laughs> feet of hemp and rope. Okay. I'm going to tie that to the mounting point on top of the roof. Okay. Uh, and then it's going to tie the other two an arrow. And he's going to aim for this Gorgon, uh, not not trying to pierce it, but trying to get the arrow to go in front of him or wrap around him. Okay. Um, go ahead. Um, just go ahead and do an attack roll here. Uh, 15. Okay. Um... Uh, I'll roll your attack. I guess I'll roll against his dexterity here. Uh, he got a nat 20 on his dexterity. He's just gonna kind of, uh, sort of, the arrow comes in and I think, like, catches on one of the horns initially, and he just kind of, like, whips his head to the side and it comes loose. Womp womp. Um, Ramash, you're up. Um, he sets 60 feet away. Correct. And I'm sta- am, I, am I standing next to Mikhail? Yes. Ramash is going to move to, like, the right away from Mikhail, because he doesn't want the two targets in the same area for this thing to run down. And, um, I'm going to ready the dodge action. So okay. So every attack on me has disadvantage. All right. Uh, next up is the Gorgon. It's going to move another 40 feet and is now 20 feet away from you. Uh, Mikau. Alright! I am going to pull out both of my uh, short swords. Okay. For attacks. Yes, sir. That's pretty nice. First one is 12. Eight. That's an 18. Not quite. Now he's a seven. Yeah, none of those hit. Wow. So you so you charged forward, correct? So you're yeah, I crossed the distance. Like, to where right. I was okay. So you're right next to him. Okay. Uh, Sebo, you're up. Okay. Um. Did you pull your rope back after that last turn, or if I was able to, then yes. Um. I didn't. I thought that that would take like I didn't know how you would. I think um, because there's like a round of combat going on while you're doing it, I think we'll say that um, that took the entirety of your bonus action. So this turn, you don't you like don't have a bonus action or anything. Okay, but I have it. But you do have the arrow back, yes. Okay. Um, then I guess he's gonna try again. Okay. That is a twenty-three. Okay. Um, actually, go ahead and roll damage on that as well. Seven. Oh, eight. Okay. So, uh, what happens is you shoot this arrow, and it actually goes, like, 
all the way around its neck and then the way it comes up underneath the bottom it just kind of like swings through just as the gorgon is lifting its head up and it actually slips in through like a gap in the armor so it's wrapped around its neck and the arrow goes partially in through a gap in the armor and you do eight points of damage with that Woo! you see that boys Okay, so you have now lassoed the Gorian. Uh, Ramash, you're up. Ramash is going to throw a produce flame at it. Okay. Do I need to roll, see if I do magic first? Do you want me to do Yep. Okay. That's a 12. Uh, with a 12, you are good. Business Normal? as usual. Oh, okay. Let's see if I actually hit the damn thing. Is 21. That's gonna hit. Fuck yeah! Finally, something happens. Okay. So it takes 11 points of fire damage. Okay. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Burn, you fucking Gorgon. Okay, uh, next up is the Gorgon, and it's actually gonna charge right past Mikael towards Ramash. And, um, gonna try to use its gore attack. Um, it critically failed. So here's what I'm gonna do with this. Ramash, um, I would like you to do two things for me. First, do a perception check. Okay. And I critically failed my perception check. Okay. <laughs> I was so more worried gonna, about the thing charging. He takes a step back. He only needed you to do one thing. <laughs> now do a strength check. Okay. I got a 10 on that. Okay. So here's what happens. The Gorgon is charging you. Uh, you are able to step out of the way of the attack. However... This, uh, you do not see this rope that Sibo has attached to the Gorgon, and it catches you about chest height, knocks you over. However, it changes the Gorgon's direction because it pulls on its neck, and the Gorgon is going to rush headlong into a wall, and is going to take seven points of bludgeoning damage as it slams into this wall. Uh, but you are now, uh, prone, Ramash. Okay. Uh, Mikhail, you're up. Alright. I'm going in with the short swords again. Uh, how far away was the wall from Mikhail? Um. Crossable distance? Yeah, he really, really, like, 25 to 30 feet. He actually hit right at, like, the point of where that block sort of sticks out. Because that was right about where Ramash was standing. Okay. So he's probably within that 25 to 30 feet range. And this one up is a 21. Okay. And actually, also, that, that doesn't matter for that one, but um, on this attack, you are going to have advantage on all of your attacks because he is stunned from hitting the wall. That one was a 19. Okay, so that one also hits. So two attacks. So two hit, yes. That is eight points of slashing damage, I believe. All right. You uh, hit this dude up a little bit. Sibo, this Gorgon has now smashed into the wall almost uh, directly underneath you. 
Okay. Uh, Sibo's gonna run up to the edge. He's going to uh, reach on his back, and he's going to pull the wooden staff that um, he got from the temple that appeared to be the staff that Ramash had previously lost. You mean my quarter staff? Uh-huh. He's going to chuck that at... Well, I shouldn't say chuck, but like throw it to Ramash. Okay. Yeah. As you're doing that, I would also like you to do a perception check for me. That is funny. Okay. Um, now that this Gorgon is up close, you realize that this Gorgon, the center of it, appears to be somewhat hollow. Um, when you say the center, are you talking like the inside of the armor? Or you mean literally the middle of the Gorgon? Like, like he's seen through the, like, the flesh. Like, yes. Like, inside, like... Through the armor, inside of it appears to be at least partially hollow. Sibo huh. um, is going to pull out his, both his daggers. Okay. He's going <laughs> to jump off the corner of this wall and try and land like, right on this, this Gorgon's shoulders, like right by its neck. Are you just jumping off? There's that rope that. still, right? Are you, you Okay, you're using the rope? So like a quick rappel. Okay, I was going to say, because if you're just jumping, you're going to need to make some serious rolls here for me, bud. <laughs> but okay, do an acrobatics check for me. 20. Okay, you uh, you rappel down this rope with some quick, uh, cool stunts, and you land uh, right on top of this Gorgon. Alright, then he's going to take both his daggers right to this dude's neck. Like, right at the base of, I assume, the armor probably kind of, like, bellows out right by the neck. It's, like, right down in that gap. Okay. Natural 20. Okay. Um, 15. Okay. You you actually have advantage on your attacks as well. I forgot to mention that. Natural 20. Okay. You rolled two nat 20s. Go for it. Uh, That's our Siva. Uh, yeah. Bye. Wouldn't that qualify for a sneak attack too? Mikhail, yeah, he's disabled. And that, yeah. Um. All right, fourteen. Okay. Holy shit. Hey, everybody. This is Sedge, and this is King Kegel, aka Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual, a gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree, and sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, 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 I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius and attractive. Hey all, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to episode 27 of the Return of Ornon campaign. As usual, I've just got a few things to talk to you about before we get into the second part of the episode. First and foremost, if you're enjoying the podcast and haven't yet subscribed or followed, I would highly recommend it. 
You'll automatically get the new episodes as they're released, and if you turn on notifications, you can be among the first to know when the new episodes are out. Also, if you know somebody else that you think may enjoy listening to the podcast, please feel free to share it with them. When it comes down to it, word-of-mouth advertising can be and usually is one of the best ways to get people interested. It's like when you see a movie that you really like, and then you tell all your friends about it, and then they watch it, and then they tell their friends about it, and then they watch it. I'd also like to take the time here to say to those of you that have already shared our podcast with others in the past, thank you all so much. A lot of where we've gotten to today with the show is because of you, and we can't thank you enough. Another way to keep up to date with the show is to follow us on our social media platforms. We're most active on Twitter and Instagram, but you can also find us on Facebook and TikTok. If you make a post about our show online, please don't forget to include the show's hashtag, RealmsNerds. I don't want to say too much about this, as nothing has been finalized as of yet, but we're currently looking into a sort of partnership for getting merchandise for the podcast out. Assuming that it gets off the ground, I will be sure to let you all know as soon as it launches. I'd also like to give a reminder that you can watch both Harrison and myself over on our Twitch channels. We stream video games various days of the week, and these streams are typically family-friendly. Don't forget to check out the podcasts that are promoted at the start and end of the commercial break. Links for those, as well as all the things I've previously mentioned, and a link to a map of the Bloodvarn area referenced in this episode, can all be found in this episode's description. Lastly, as always, I'd like to say a few thank yous. Firstly, to our friend Kyle for composing the show's main theme. Secondly, to all of you for all your listenership. And last but not least, to Harrison for his helpful input for one of the new pieces of music in this episode. I appreciate you all very, very much. Until next episode, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome. In a world of utter randomness... One podcast stood up from the bunch, and it was the amazing world of talking shiz. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is it's definitely not, being not focused there. on at all. No. Uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international. International. Very, very well. So tune in. Follow us on Twitter. See you there. So, next up is Ramash. Uh, Ramash, I need you to do a dexterity check as the staff has been thrown at you. Make the moment cool. Come on, fuck it up. You just had to say something, didn't you? Jinx the roll. I got a five. Okay, the staff hits you in the head and uh, clatters to your feet. But But it helps you get up quicker. Yeah, you are on the ground, so I guess it would actually help you get up a little bit. It's okay. I got a quarter staff again. Fuck yeah. Mirage picks up the quarter staff. Okay. As you pick up the quarter staff, and I'm assuming you're standing up, right? Correct. I want you to, out of this list here, pick the first one that comes to mind out of any of the martial melee. That comes to mind? Yeah, just whatever one you want to pick. Just- oh, oh, okay. Um, 
I'll go with Greatsword. Okay. Uh, roll an Arcana check. Hot. Hell yeah, that's a 22. Okay. As soon as the staff hits your hand, you feel a sudden burst of energy, and you are suddenly holding a magical wooden version of a greatsword. <laughs> what? So the, so the characteristics of this staff are on an arcana roll with an 11 or better, you can change this into any martial melee weapon that you choose. Holy shit! It, it's wooden, but does the damage. It's wooden, but it does the damage of a martial melee weapon. That's pretty great for it's... a druid. Oh my fuck yeah! Okay, it was uh, 11 or better? With an 11 or better on an arcana check, yes. You can turn it into any martial melee weapon that you choose. Well, I here, I'll do my, I'll do my attack first. No, it just, just to just change it. And if you, if you, roll. if you fail the roll, it automatically, if it's not already a staff, it automatically reverts back to a staff. So let's All say, right. like, you had a long sword, you wanted to make it a lance. If you fail, then it just goes so wait, back to. So it stays to, like a great sword until I choose otherwise? Yeah, so it's going to oh, be a great sword. God. It's going to be a great sword until you choose to turn it back into a staff into or Holy whatever. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, all it, right. It's a disappointing um, it's dad's staff. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen, but that's cool. Okay. <laughs> he did find right. it in a in a magical lair, so. Yeah, he... <laughs> you get our fist bump for that, my boy. Uh, okay, I guess I'm gonna attack this mofo with a greatsword. Okay. Are you... Critical fail! You do get... You do get advantage on your Thank rolls. God. Oh boy. Is it still that same combat turn? I, w- I went from a critical fail to a 24. Okay, the 24 does hit. Thank God. And it's 2d6. Hell yeah. That's nine points of slashing damage. Okay. Dirty fucking damage. Did you add your strength? Oh, wait. Plus my... Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, sorry. That's 11 points of damage. So two more. Okay. All right, the Gorgon is up next. He, I think, is actually going to, since he just got smacked by Ramash, he's going to turn and uh, try to attack you with his hooves. Um, that is a 14 against AC. That ain't going to do it. Okay. Uh, Mikael, you're up. All right. I am attacking with both of my short swords again. Okay. You do not have advantage now because he's recovered from that stun. So... The first one is 18. That's not going to hit. That's a critical fail. Okay. That's a 21. Wait, why are you rolling again? I have extra attack. Oh, that's right. You get two attacks with each. Yes, that's right. two swords. Go ahead. I forgot you got double attack with each sword. Go ahead. How are we rolling critical fails? (laughs) 11. Okay, so So the one hit. And a critical fail. Yeah, so go ahead and go. And we'll I do, do have Hunter's Mark. So. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead and do the one that hit, then we'll okay. go from there. Five. So that still does 10 damage. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw for me. That's an eight. Okay. Uh, because of that critical fail that you had, uh, you do catch him with your sword, but you are going to get hit by one of his horns. Unfortunately, you're going to get a go- you're going to get gored here. It's a bit gory. It's 
more than a bit gory, but. Ooh, uh, that's 18 points of piercing damage. Oh, shit. Holy damn. As he catches you with this horn. Sibo, you are up. I'm gonna get. I'm also gonna tell you this because of uh, your rolls previously and your two crits. Uh, when you stabbed him with both of those daggers last time, uh, you opened up a little bit of a slit in his neck, and you can actually see into the hollow part inside of him. What does Sibo see? It's kind of just hollow. It's just like a hollow area inside. You, I, you get. Uh, I guess you can kind of get the sense that these mages conjured this thing up quickly and kind of didn't uh, fully complete all the insides and everything. There's a slit, and he can see inside. Yes. Okay. Um, Sibo is going to look through this crack, and he's going to use the ability to turn to a shadow to teleport through this small crack into the center of the Gorgon. Okay. Upon which he's going to use his one attack action he's allowed. Yeah. As the shadow stealth drain um, on hit reduces target strength by 1d4. The target dies if the strength is reduced to zero. Okay. That's going to be a 21. Okay, yeah. Seven damage. Okay. And his strength score is reduced by one. Okay. And that's actually going to be 14 damage as you hit him from inside. <laughs> Damn! Oh, yeah, now Sibo's just in his normal form inside. Yes. Wait, did you say you reduced his strength by one? Sibo's mm-hmm. a badass today. Get uh, Ramash, done. you're up. Okay. Um, did Ramash see Sibo go inside this thing? Does he know it, that he's inside of it? Um... Yeah, I mean, you're standing right there. I think you saw... Well, I think you saw him turn to mist on top of it. You wouldn't have seen where he went, but you saw him just suddenly turn to a ghost. Because he's kind of... You know, because he disappears off of the plane that you're in, so right, you would have just so seen I, him kind of disappear. Just, like, fade right. away. So the answer, I guess, would be no. You don't know that he's in there, necessarily. Okay. Then we're just gonna <laughs> keep the fight going. Sibo, you may not like the next part that comes up. Ramash is going to take his last um, vial of alchemist fire, and he's going to attempt to throw it at the Gorgon before backing away from it, away from the wall where it's tethered. Okay. 15 feet. So let's first throw the alchemist fire at it. Do I need to roll for that, or does that, how does that work? I'm making a ranged attack against it. Okay. And, by the way, I just rolled a um, 21. Okay, that does hit. And so what happens is on the be- it's um, lit on fire, and we're going to pretend it's green fire for the sake of coolness. Okay. Um, it, well, at the that? beginning, basically, at the beginning of each of its turn, it takes 1d4 fire damage, and it can end this damage by ma- using its action to make a DC 10 dexterity check to extinguish the flames. Okay. So, uh... And, again, Ramash is backing away from the back. Okay. 15. Um, okay. Well, the Gorgon is up next, so go ahead and rule your damage on that. Alright. That is three fire damage. Okay. Um... It is lit. It's lit, bruh. Um, unfortunately, he is going to turn 
and uh, charge you, and uh, then he's going to try and hit you with his hooves. Okay. Because you're still within his range, and he's... Yeah. Unfortunately, his leash is a little bit longer than 15 feet. Yeah, about how long would you say that leash is? Uh, you don't You don't really know, I don't think. You can kind of see the rope hanging, but... It, unless you want to stop and do some math on the battlefield, no, you don't no, really know. not so much. Okay. Uh, that's a 14. Nope, that ain't gonna do it. Gorgon's bad Mosh at attacking. Not fucking dying today. <laughs> Alright, Mikael, you're up. Alright, Mikael's going in with his short swords again. First attack up is an 8. Followed by a 14. Followed by a 16. And then followed by a 19. Alright. Mikael unleashes a flurry of blows that looks really cool, but he only connects with one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining like a spinning kind of thing. Like like from Legend of Zelda? No, I was thinking more like where he swings one, one swings the other, and swings around the same thing. Holy shit! What the fuck? (laughs) Good shit. Good shit. Uh, shit. Sibo, you're up. Sebo's kind of just cruising inside this dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's getting a little bit warm in here, I think. Yeah. Um, you're you're not in, I will say this, you're not in immediate danger, but you can definitely feel the heat at this point. Okay. Feel the heat. Uh, I think Sebo's going to take his daggers and just okay. poke him from the inside. <laughs> get, get poking. Okay. Um, 16. 16 does not hit. 17. Nope, that does not hit either. Uh, Ramash, you're up. Cool. Ramash is up. Um, He's going to back another 15 feet away from this thing. And... Fuck it, I'm going to throw a produce flame at it. Okay. See what happens. Go ahead, let's do... Actually, you know, roll your... Uh, roll your... Attack. No, roll your, uh, roll your d20 first to, for the effect. That's an 11. Okay. Go ahead and roll your attack. Alright. It's a 9. Okay. Uh, you launch it normally, but it does not connect. Darn. Alright. Worst things have happened, I think. Okay. okay. Uh, up is, next is the Gorgon, and uh, it's going to turn its attentions on Mikhail and try to attack him, uh, I think, with a hoof attack here. Um, that's a 12, so that is that's not going to do it. This yeah. Gorgon's a little bitch. We got this. I wouldn't go that far, but... Yeah, he did take, like, what did you take, 17 oh, oh, points of damage? Oh, you need to take that so fire damage. You oh, that's right. It. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's three more fire damage. Okay. Burn, baby. Mikhail, you're up. All right, I'm going back at it with my short swords. Attack is 13, followed by another 13, followed by an 11, followed by a 13. Mikhail is practicing his moves. He's doing so, he's actually like decided to do some drills on the battlefield because he's not connecting with anything, (laughs) just kind of doing some practice. It looks more like choreography than a fight. There you go. Like Like the whole not quite connecting. Yeah. Of a of a cinema sort of experience. Sibo, you're up. Is, is it still comfortable in there? Uh 
Yeah, I think you're. I think you're doing okay. I think it's it's warm, but it's not uh, posing a threat to you. I, he, he's gonna take uh, some more pokes from the inside. Go for it. That is a sixteen. That's a third, twelve. Okay, that's not gonna do it. Uh, Ramash, you're up. Okay. Ramash is going to attempt to throw another flame at it. Nat 20. Woo! Hell fucking yeah. Where's this been all my life? So that's 4d8. Twenty-six fire damage. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Okay. I got a seven. Ramash. Um you uh your body suddenly explodes in fire as you take twenty-six points of fire damage. And divide that, that by two is thirteen, because I'm immune. I have a resistance to fire damage. I'm down to three HP. This is not good. <laughs> Alright. Uh Oof. next up is the Gorgon. Uh, I guess go ahead and roll that uh Alchemist Fire thing for it. That's two more bits of fire damage. Okay. And uh, it's going to try and attack Mikhail again here with its hooves. That is a 26. Yeah, that's going to connect. Alrighty. Uh, that's going to be 12 points of damage it hits you for with its hooves. And uh, Mikhail, you are up. Well... Monster, I've taken your beating. Shall I attempt to give you one more turn? Followed by 16. Followed by 19. Followed by... 9. Alright. Go ahead and roll damage on that attack. With 11 points of damage. Alright. Nice. You, uh... 14. 14. Okay. You, uh, you swing your sword forward and, uh, miss it several times, but then readying for a final attack, you level your sword and stab it straight into the creature's eye and you drop it to the ground. Is that like a .25 batting average? But he's still got a home run. And the Gorgon is slain. <laughs> Boy, I wonder how much weight is just sitting on top of Sibo now. Okay, there's a building near us, right? That's like a, can pop in. the Warg Rider on top of Gimli. Ooh, help you! Do we, okay. can, do we control any of these buildings where the archers are on, I assume? Yeah, I mean, the interior of most of the buildings, like, I think that the ones that you've gone past, you've kind of cleared. Alright, Ramash... Would like to duck in one of these buildings and recuperate okay. from his fight because he's at three HP. Okay, you can go ahead and duck in there. He does not want to die now that he has an awesome fucking quarterstaff weapon, courtesy of my friend Demon. Speaking of your friend, Sibo is squashed. Yeah, so Sibo's gonna try oh, yeah. and pull out his rapier and like cut the head out. You know? Okay. Um. 
Wouldn't your dad you think I missed job? so many times because I was trying not to. I think you'd be better off with uh, the Mikael. So? Yeah. Go do a perception check for me. That's a 22. Okay. You are, you have just felled this beast and you're standing near the head of it when suddenly you see a thin metal blade protrude from the neck of it. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's a good Oh, no. Oh. is that you? It is I, Mikhail. Oh. Hi, Mikhail. Pretty good. I'm determining how I'm going to make a uh, metal loincloth. Oh, well, I can, I can help you with it in, like, 30 seconds. You want to take one of those goats or is it just grab off his head for me? Yeah, let's let's attempt to pry you out of there, shall we? No, just remove the head, please. Alright, can I, uh, attempt to remove the head? Would that be a strength check? Uh, yeah, go ahead and do strength. That's a 13. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sibo, you do a strength te- check, too. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, Mikhail does most of the work here, but eventually you guys are able to get uh, get the head removed. Sibo kind of, like, births himself from the top of this gore again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he- hey, thanks for the help, man. Is it still on fire? I don't know. I think that the the fire is kind of smoldering down at this point. That would still be badass. Uh, thank you, Mikael. You're quite welcome, my friend. Uh, Mikael, because you, because you rolled a twenty-two on your perception check, uh, you also notice a movement in one of the the side passages uh, off to the uh, kind of the edge of the. The area, like, there's that little kind of side road that intersects <laughs> off of, like, where, near where you are, if you look at the map. Yeah. Um, yeah you see a, north. You see a movement. You see a, a very short figure with horns peeking its head out. About child size? Give or take. Uh, I'm not exactly paying attention to it. Okay. The fucking interesting storyline. Let's fight. <laughs> I'm going to continue looting the corpse of this giant metallic bowl. We're going to melt it down to a chastity belt? <laughs> to never last. Yes. <laughs> I'll bet. Okay. Uh, I mean, what are you trying to loot off of this bowl exactly? Extract metal. I'm, I'm, I, w- I want to make a uh, plate metal set. But I, believe I, specifically I know only plate. two smiths, and they're both dead. Plate metal loincloth. Plate metal loin clad. Yes. What? This one's Hansel and dead. Hansel? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know three, but he's not anywhere that you can get to right now. The two that you know that are well, within this place when, uh, are currently deceased. When Sibo gets <laughs> out of um, the head of this Gorgon, he'd like to look around to see what what the battlefield's looking like. Okay. Uh, I guess you perception then. 24. Okay, uh, the battlefield is uh, starting to kind of swing in your favor. 
uh, you can see your troops are starting to press in. Um, they're having a little bit of difficulty now. There are some mages that are in the in the temple and have started throwing some fireballs and whatnot down on the troops. But uh, overall, they're start they're uh, looking pretty like uh, they're kind of pressing the attack here. They're definitely not on a defensive stance. Okay. Um, and I think that you also notice this small horned figure that Mikhail saw. Sibo is most definitely running over there. <laughs> okay. With caution. With caution. <laughs> Bitch, please. Minor caution. About as much caution as Sibo gives. Okay. Uh, as you start to run, I think as you kind of enter that road, the head disappears. Hello, little body. Hello. Is anybody there? Uh, my name's Sibo. Um. Could I, could I help? Could you need anything? Are you still advancing here? Yeah, kind of just slowly walking into this alley. Okay. As you turn the corner, uh, you come face to face with a tiefling. Uh, hey. Hi. My my name's Sibo. What, what's your name? And he just, you know, gives him the, the straight up... Thank God. No, his, Hi, his, what's up? his gnomish charm is what he gives. Kind of, truly, going, he's buddy? a little intimidated. He's never really seen a tiefling in person before. Okay. It's Maliaculus Jr. How do you do? My name is Lord Sir Radian Malachi Nero Achimus the Third Esquire. A pleasure to meet you. God. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, Junkin stayed dead. This is the new best character. Um, what what was that middle bit? Maliki, listen, listen, you're you're throwing off my whole sort of spiel. You gotta get with the times. Come on, man. Come on. I gave you the whole thing. I've been working on this for years now. My my agent totally cut off from me. I've been stuck here for I can't even tell you. These dark elves do not know anything about good art. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, so you're an artist. I mean, if the loot on my back says anything about uh, who I am. Uh, oh, hey, uh, me too, guy. Uh, well, I- I'm sorry, please. Could- is there a nickname? Is there, um, uh, can I call you M- Mally? M- uh, M- Mar-, Mar... If you're thinking about even deciding that my name has anything to do with that horrible barbarian who locked me up in the cage that I've been in for so long, I will dispatch you right now, sir. You may call me hey, Ryder. Ryder, all right, I can go with Ryder. Well, Ryder, are you are you here to fight, or are you um more so looking for a way out of this, you know, godforsaken village, town? Well, seeing as my contract has been all but expired, I would be willing... To see uh, if if you could if you could export me from this terrible place, post haste, I would be very very happy. All right. Um. So we kind of have to go finish taking this this temple. Do you know anything about this place? Because I I promise I can get you right out of this city. I like smuggling is um something I'm good at. It doesn't matter how big, how small, or whether or not it's living or dead. Uh, so... Oh! Did you say 
dead? Well, maybe not dead, but inanimate. I, that's, that's rather disturbing, but I would, I would be very much, uh, I would very much love your help. Well, you yes. know, on second thought, I did, I did mail this dead cat to this guy on please, a contract one. Please, please. He paid Shut out of the nose it, for it. Uh, please stop. Please. Okay, come on. Stop. Now. Okay, so, uh, Sibo's gonna kinda walk with this guy, turn him towards down the alley the way he came. Uh, Don't you touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Oh. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I am a very, very famous artist. Mikael! Hey, Mikael! Sibo... Walks around the corner, yelling for Mikael, who I assume turns to look at the commotion. And Mikael, you see Sibo leading a tiefling towards you. Please Cibo. make him shut up! Sibo, I, I do believe that uh, there is a child of the devil that needs to be eradicated behind you. Oh, no, this is... I, I just met this guy. He, he's, um, although kind of annoying, a little bit pretentious. I heard that. Uh, a little I, bit. Uh, I'm gonna use a perception check to check his armor. Okay. I'm looking for any signs of Tiamat worship. And that is a 14. Okay. I don't, what kind of armor are you wearing? I guess. Actually, you know what? Let's just. Uh, we'll go to. Did, does he sense any signs of Tiamat worship on you? No. Or or worship of any particular god or goddess. There is a lot of demonic magic coming off of him. He's irradiating demonic magic. I ask him in Infernal, What master do you serve? In- You speak my tongue. Um, I I am an emissary for my lady, uh, Shidon Voluptua. You know, the, um, the hostess? The lady of unlanding revelry. Do you know her? Because I'm really trying to get away from her. I really, I am sick of this. I am. Have you ever had a demon that's been so after you that you can't possibly. I don't even know. She, I don't even know why she wants me. I'm just. mm. I've spent most of my days eradicating demons or looking for ways to remove them as a stain from this earth and then instilling war. In the name of Bahamut. Okay, Ryder, uh, go ahead and roll a uh, perception check for me. That's a nat 20. Okay. Uh, First roll of the game. You remember, you basically heard everything that went on in the conversation between Mikhail and Maliaklis when they were in the cell next door to yours. Damn! Before you decide that you want to eradicate me and everything that I stand for and destroy my beautiful music, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I would, uh, I would say that we might have a common enemy in a certain brute by the name of Maliocalus. You speak my truest foe's name. What quest are you upon? Well... The Lady of Revelry seems to... He doesn't like him. He's a very... He's 
he's he's kind of disruptive to her uh, sort of plan, which I kind of don't actually know all that much about. But uh, she she wants him dead. Um, I would like uh, for you know, yeah, whatever. Well, let's do uh, Mika. I'll do a perception check. It's a fifteen. Okay. Uh, I think with a 15, you can tell that uh, Ryder is not telling you the full truth here. Ryder, what game are you trying to play? Uh, sensing that this sort of half-truth is not fully getting past me, Kyle, Ryder uh, produces a note and hands it to me, Kyle. And the note reads, Ralgast. Ralgast uh, is the captain of the, uh, the crew that you were with. Mm-hmm. So the note says... Ralgast. The dragon Diretta has left her perch on the mountain and reportedly disappeared through a fissure to an unknown destination. It must be something great indeed to entice a dragon to journey underground. Take your team, investigate the caverns, and report back to the court. And it's signed with a very uh, ornate and scripted uh, BB-4. So like BB-8's cousin? <laughs> so uh do a um i guess a history i don't know i guess that's the best way to do it or insight. that'd be a that'd be a 16 history or an 18 insight hmm. i mean either i think either one's gonna work but i guess insights actually may be better okay so you recognize uh you've you've heard of this uh thing called the court you all, you also recognize the signature of BB4. So the court is the Obsidian Court, which is uh, the ruling body of the Blackwater Clan. The Blackwater Clan will say that they facilitate all of the less than legal transactions. So they control in this the area. black market. Sure. And all things like prostitution, drugs, weapons? Uh, mo- mostly just sales. Financial transactions of objects. You need to borrow some money or buy um, a watch? Or to buy some dust sticks? Well, but they're not, they're not above getting involved in other industries. So they're called the Blackwater? <clears throat> the Blackwater Clan. They maintain a castle in the northeastern mountain region... Uh, near the sea, so they are to the east of like where Wolf's Hold is, but they're right on the edge of the sea. Okay. And the signature BB4 is the signature of Bron Blackwater the Fourth, who is the head of the Blackwater Clan. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Actually, very confused. <laughs> So, what significance would that have to me, being that uh, I spent the last hundred years <laughs> chilling at a temple? You, chilling at a temple. It doesn't have any direct significance to you. You are the the Blackwater Clan has. They're another mercenary group, or they just they have influence all over, especially with Beacon being a large city. They have a strong presence there, and they. It's kind of a situation where they, the ruling body of the Blackwater clan, try to maintain a sort of above-board persona. 
So you are aware of them just as nobility, as, as you would be as you would be aware of any other noble family. But you uh, also know that they're involved in black market trading. Does Sibo see this Less letter? Less than legal activity. Uh, Mikael is currently holding it, but you can look at it if you choose to. Okay. Does Sibo notice I, anything I, on this letter? I mean, yeah, you. I think you read it and you you don't even need to roll. You're a criminal. You know all about... Okay. You know all about the Blackwater clan and you know exactly who Bron Blackwater is. At this point... Ramash is probably a walking back out of the building after recovering a little bit. Does he see this going on? Uh, I think you see the conversation. You're still a ways away, though. He's going to start walking towards him. Okay. Mikhail and Sibo, uh, you've both just read this letter, then. Oh! You're one of those people. I have no idea what you're talking about. These, the Blackwaters, are a very reputable group of people. I would never do anything against the law. All right, big guy, let's not let the gold underlining uh, give you any ideas. If you want something stolen, as I said, I can transport anything, no matter how big, how small, whether it's living or inanimate. Thank you for not saying death this time. I do appreciate that. Hey, guys, who's this? (gasps) Lord Sir Rydarian Malachi Nero. Let me stop you there. I, I'm just gonna call you Ryder. How's that work? How uh, you got a you got a long name there, bud. And uh, that that Rydarian part's about all I got, so I'm just gonna call you Ryder. I okay. I will let you have that. All right. You can keep that. I will. I will. I will wrap it up in a bow for you. All right. Now I got I got an important question for you. Are you good at healing? Do you have, are you, do you have, are you a magic user? Like, are you a magician or, or I should say a wizard or anything? Because I'm not, I'm not doing so well in that. Well, my songs can heal and soothe even the most savage of beasts. I, I got the feeling I'm not going to like this, but okay. Uh, do, do your work, bud, because I'm not doing so hot here and I can't trust my own magic. Hey. It kind of blew up in my face. You know, it's a little scary. He takes out his loot. <laughs> Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Remember me to one who lives there. Oh, um, you, you look rather... I... I'm not actually qualified as a doctor or any sort of healer, but I assure you that my music can heal any psychological wounds, can heal and soothe any monstrous creature. I am the greatest bar that has ever lived. I promise you. Ramash's eyes roll way back in the backside of his head, and he just turns around and starts walking towards the battle. I mean, did the song heal him? Did it? I'm guessing no. Um, I mean, did you actually cast a spell, or were you just singing a song? I was just singing a song. He was okay. singing a song from our magical dinner from choir days. It's an old folk song. Okay. Well, shit. Alright, well, I guess, um... 
Would you like me to give you the? Let's uh, yeah, I guess to end to end the session for today, let's have uh, Ryder talk about his uh, talk about himself, I guess, or you can talk. As if him. he hasn't done enough, or you can talk about him. OOC, like if you want to. to OOC, <laughs> either way works. Let let's me give tell him, you let's about give him the scoop. Let let's, me sing you. A let's song. give him the scoop on Ryder, and we'll uh, so, we'll call it good um, for this week. Ryder didn't actually start out as any kind of good bard ever. He was kicked out of every bar, every tavern, every child's birthday party he ever <laughs> played at. <laughs> Unfortunately, or fortunately for him, he caught the wandering eye of a certain demoness, and she granted him the ability to become the greatest bard there is. Gave him a magical loot that he fucking shreds on, man. It's like plays electric guitar music when he wants to. It's pretty sweet. Um, and um, he became one of her uh, menstrals, which, when he dies, he's put into her realm and is forced to play music for all eternity. So, I mean, yeah, basically, basically, it's an infernal pact warlock. Yeah. So, um. His first couple years out on his own were kind of shitty, and so in his time where he wasn't a good uh, bard, he grabbed some things, some uh, certain skills that uh, other people would find a little shady. He got in deep with the Blackwaters, he tried to steal some money from them, and they grabbed him up, they beat the shit out of him, and they said, well, you're, we're either going to kill you, or you're going to become one of our agents. And he said, well, I guess I'm going to become one of your agents, because playing music for eternity this soon doesn't sound very good. And so he's a member of uh, the Blackwaters uh, Underground Mischief Makers. Mm-hmm.